Hi, this is Anthony DeLongis, also known as Octavio Consoli from the Duende episode of Highlander. And you are listening to Highlander Rewatched. Bonus episode. Hey, Rewatchers. We've got a second episode coming your way this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We have a very special guest in the studio, and we couldn't wait to share his episode with you out there. My name is Keith, and I am joined here by my co-hosts, Kyle and Eamon. We are joined here in the studio today by none other than Highlander legend, Swordmaster, Whipmaster, uh, Whipmaster to the stars himself, Anthony DeLongis. Hey, Anthony, how's it going? Hi, guys. It's going great. Thanks very much. Great. And for those of uh, our listeners that might not be familiar with some of the behind-the-scenes uh, goings-ons of Highlander, uh, can you tell our listeners what your relationship is with the show and how you got working on it? <laughs> well, um, I uh, auditioned for and was brought into the series uh, in season three on a show called Blackmail. And I played uh, an immortal named uh, Lyman Curlow, who... Uh, I chose to make him Irish, uh, which was good fun. Uh, actually, um, well, Adrian had apparently called producers uh, while once we had met and started to work together, and uh, he said, "This guy's really good. Do we have to kill him?" Uh, <laughs> and apparently, uh, you know, uh, my character had to die. I didn't find that out until my uh, return in season five, uh, where I did. Uh, the Duende episode, I played uh, Otavio Pinsoni. And that was an episode that was written for me based on a backstory of mine. Uh, I had uh, maintained a relationship with the office of David Abramowitz, and, uh, you know, it said I had such a good time, how can I get back on the show? And they said, well, so distinctive, uh, you know, I said, I'm an actor, I could be different. And they said, well, <laughs> if you can come up with a story that we haven't already done. And at that point, they'd done almost a hundred of them. You know, they were in their fifth season. Uh, but I came in and I pitched uh, four or so ideas before I got to one they liked. They went, "Oh no, we kind of got the season." Oh, uh, we had one similar to that, and you know that season. And I came up with the idea of uh, the death that can never be repaid. Uh, There's a Japanese concept in a in a film years before that I had seen called the Yakuza. And it's called Gi. It's about that um, yeah, the death that can never be repaid. And, uh, that caught David's imagination, and they ended up writing the episode. And I'd also introduced them to the mysterious circle, which was something we'd never seen on film before. It's uh, the uniquely Spanish style of rapier fighting, and uh, it's particularly filmic because you're always at sword's point. You're always, you know, a step away from a killing zone. And it's uh, at the time there weren't. Um, there was very little information about it, mostly by other styles being critical, as <laughs> we as human beings have a tendency to, uh, you know, badmouth stuff that we don't understand. But from my own work, uh, you know, I've been doing bladed weapons now some 44 years, counting uh, the European and the Filipino, and I'm only doing Japanese sword work. So I'm ready to duel the Highlander with the Katana. I'm a black belt and instructor in a system called Shikendo. But at the time, uh, I, you know, I, I understood... Uh, you know, from my own, uh, you know, work with the blade, the sword aspects of it and the footwork, uh, you know, uh, I, 
look very similar to my studies with Grandad and Asanto in Filipino martial arts of Kali. And uh, I wanted to put together, you know, this upright Spanish defiant posture of the matador with the staccato foot rhythms and quick weight changes of a flamenco dancer. So I did. And I worked with my pal, F. Braun McCash. Um, yeah, this was our second collaboration. Uh, first one being on uh, Blackmail. He was so pleased to see me there. He says, oh, really glad to have somebody who knows as much as you know. Now I only have to do half the work, meaning his half <laughs> of the choreography. <laughs> so we evolved stuff together, which you know, we always love to do. We, we had a third you know, uh, dance-off, if you will, in a show called MythQuest, where uh, he played a character called Beleaguer, and I was uh, Lancelot, and we had a uh, duel with double broadsword and broadsword and axe, which was grand fun. And it was nice, you know, that, you know, you know I, as much as I love dancing with Adrian with the sword, uh, it was nice that he didn't come in at the last minute and take over Braun's part. But I got to uh, continue to work together on camera. So that's that's kind of a little background, isn't it? So how did you get into this kind of intense martial arts studying? Well, as a, you know, been an actor, I, well, I, I start counting in 1973 where I started to get paid for it. <laughs> um, I, I went to the Old Globe Theater in San Diego. And I was part of the company, and I just, you know, basically going the journeyman, journeyman route, you know, the American part. They, uh, they had an opening in King Lear, the third production, uh, and I read for part and uh, got it. So, you know, in, in two of the three productions, I was, you know, you know pretty much uh, well supporting cast, let's put it that way. But, uh, and uh, when we got to the third one, I you know, we were in repertory all all summer. Uh, I was playing Edgar, so that was pretty cool. And the uh, people at uh, the Amundsen Theater, which is a big theater in Los Angeles, caught, you know, saw my work and had me come and audition for Cyrano uh, de Bergerac with Richard Chamberlain. And I got to play the Vicomte de Valver and uh, do the opening sword fight. I got to choreograph that. That was uh, my first big piece of choreography of that. Well, we might, you know, got me my equity card and I came back the next season at the Old Globe. You know, the full equity member for their season and and that's kind of where it all started. And I started doing television. So anyway, to answer your question, I was not very physically um, comfortable in my skin. Um, I had limited skills. So I had started as an actor. I need to, uh, I need to be better. Uh, you know, this, this is the instrument that I have to work with, and I'd like to be able to work with the total instrument. So I started... Uh, I started studying fencing, and I uh, actually in, in college I had started fencing, and I'd gone to the collegiate nationals three times. I won the Western Intercollegiate Saber Championship my senior year, and that was my first martial art. And I continued on with Maestro Ralph Faulkner of Falcon Studios. He was the sword master of the stars and a two-time Olympian, one of the great teachers in my life. And I also wanted to uh, learn some other things, so I started in Taekwondo, rather and worked up to a red belt level, but felt like, yeah, this isn't the best style for me. I'm not a, uh, it's a, it's a very heavy kicking style. And my kicks were, eh, okay. You actually see, see a couple of them in, uh, blackmail. But I had heard about a man named Dan Santo, and he was, you know, the keeper of the flame for Bruce Lee and Jeet Kutto. And I went to, uh, study with him and studied with him for almost a dozen years. And those are the two great influences on my life. And, uh, while all this was going on, I was developing more physical confidence and more skills because, well, knowledge is power, you know, and it's why I never stop learning. The more knowledge you have, the more choices you have, and, of course, your art is in your choices. So that's why uh, I have a little mantra these days. If I'm, if I'm not getting better, I'm just getting older. There's only one of those I can do anything about. 
Because unfortunately, I'm not in the Marvel, so. <laughs> but I try to train like one. So you're going to be bringing some of that martial arts know-how to the 30th anniversary Highlander convention. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you'll be doing there? Yeah. Uh, thanks. I, I would love to. Um, well, Adrian is teaching his sword experience, uh, which you know is going to be a wonderful opportunity for uh, you know uh, you know guests to enjoy what I have a couple of times, which is um, you know working with swords with Adrian. You know, he's very skilled and works very hard, and that's a lot of fun. And Elizabeth is uh, teaching the fan class or fighting fan, and uh, Braun is of course doing uh, you know a knife uh, a knife class, which he's enormously skilled with. <laughs> and I thought, well, how can I, uh, what, what can I bring to this without, uh, you know, uh, that's this going to be a little bit different. And one of my favorite passions happens to be the bullwhip. It's now been some 30 years I've been uh, developing my system. My system is very unique. Uh, most people, you know, I refer to it as yank and crank, but uh, basically they generate all of the power with their shoulder. Uh, and, you know, the whip is the first man-made tool to break the sound barrier. It's 5,000 years old, we know of the days to 3,000 B.C. in both the Chinese and Egyptian cultures, which is really cool. I looked at the way most people handle a whip, and they're basically forcing energy uphill so that it can run downhill. The whip is this, you know, amazing tool that all energy that's introduced to it is multiplied. But if you introduce, you know, conflicting energy, yeah, you get very erratic behavior, and that's why people always hit themselves with the whip. I can teach you in 90 seconds how never to hit yourself with the whip. Doesn't mean you won't, but you'll at least understand why it happened. <laughs> you'll at least you know why. The whip, it's because you asked the whip to hit you. And the whip perfectly <laughs> happy to do that. Say, okay, I'll, you'll get tired of this before I will. Yeah. The, what I what my system does is you know it's the largest rolling loop. And what I do is I align the whip with itself immediately. So this alignment loop forms right back at my shoulder as I'm extending my arm forward. And it rolls and actually stabs. So my system is more effortless. It's more accurate. Uh, it is more aesthetic because it's very pretty. I uh, first started putting this together for when I worked with Michelle Pfeiffer and trained her as Catwoman and Batman Returns. And then I shared the same, uh, this same system with um, Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones when he returned after 19 years of Crystal Skull. But I come from a sword background. I couldn't, couldn't find anybody to teach me, so I taught myself. And basically, I learned to listen to the whip and take all of my decades of experience with both sword and uh, flexible weapons to create this effortless, accurate, you know, and very beautiful system of working with the whip. And that's what I'll be teaching. I, I think of the whip as a supersonic, flexible blade because I use the eight angles of attack just like with a sword. And, uh, you know, and I use the footwork that I had introduced in uh, Duende. So they, it combines these things together. So all of the parts work together. So it's um, virtually effortless. That's what we will be doing at um, LashCon. And I'm hoping people will come out and get a taste of this because it's like having a 10-foot sword that, uh, you know, just floats in your hand. And, you know, your mind says, go there. And you point, and there it goes. <laughs> wow. And I like the idea of getting those Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer skills. That's pretty amazing. How can people sign up for this? How can they figure out how to get included well, in the action? To, well, I, I guess go to Lash, the, you know, the LashCon site, and uh, they have a... Um, you know, they have a, uh, I don't understand this technology. I prefer swords, whips, and horses. But, uh, <laughs> it, uh, you, you push some button and says, I want to sign up for this. And uh, I hope we will 
have a great turnout because this, this this is a very unique opportunity. People come from all over the country and all over the world to train with me here at Rancho Indalo. But outside of that, there's really no opportunity to um, get to learn this, except at LashCon, where we're going to have a three-hour intensive, and um, people are going to learn a lot, and, and it's very easy. Uh, the whole point of this is, you know, I have a tool. I, I have a <laughs> I have a, a supersonic tool that is an ally as opposed to an adversary, uh, which is how you have to use a sword, which is, of course, how you have to use a whip, too. By the end of those three hours, we'll have everybody cracking a variety of uh, different, uh, you know, figures and combinations. And uh, the whip is the perfect metaphor for a small amount of focused energy produces explosive results. And, uh, you know, what I work for in my system is the martial arts ideal of minimal effort for maximum return. So these things will all be coming together in this class, and it will be very hands-on. You know, uh, I believe we will be doing a couple of demonstrations, uh, you know, for the guests at the con. But uh, this will be a class where, you know, it will be very... Very much one on one with my um, myself and my wife, um, Dr. Mary Delonges, who you know is well. She's my best student. I'll hold targets for her. That's how good she is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, awesome! And she has a PhD in cellular biology. She's the brains of the outfit. Yeah, she <laughs> ran off to join and, and proficient with a supersonic blade. That's quite a catch. Yeah, well, I, that's what I thought, man. It, it's still in keeping with the uh, sword metaphor because this is you know a Highlander adventure. What I would love, uh, you know, would be to have a uh, <laughs> well, I'd love to see the series get you know, get rebooted, but to have a uh, an immortal with a whip and a companion piece, you know, like a uh, big knife, uh, which would take care of the beheading part. With all the other things I've studied, I've found not only is it devastating at long range, but there's also medium and close range techniques that uh, Owen will be demonstrating too. So anything you've anything you've studied finds very eloquent voice with the whip. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to uh, see you at the convention. We're going to be there ourselves, and also we can't. Can't wait to talk to you and Efron more. A uh, reminder to our listeners that we're going to be hosting a roundtable discussion with Mr. Anthony DeLongas and Efron McAsh uh, talking about their experiences on Highlander. So we're really excited for the convention, Anthony, and we're really excited that you were able to share uh, some info about your class with us today. Well, thanks, guys. We'll be coming with enough, um, enough whips for you know up to 15 people in class. If there's enough interest, we'll do two of them. So, awesome. Uh, uh, hurry and sign up, and then I'll probably bring along a few things so that Braun and I can uh, actually improvise together, which should which should be fun for people to see. The last time we did this, uh, Adrian ended up popping into the middle of it, but didn't, I'm, I'm not sure what he'll be up to at the time, but yeah, you'll certainly have Braun and I. Awesome. Yeah, we're really excited, and yeah, I think it's all set up with the convention that uh, they're good to go for the uh, the discussion and demos and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, old friends and uh, make some new friends and, uh, you know, just uh, come out and share, you know, our, all our love for Highlander. One of the things I'm doing now is that I'm part of this, um, the Highlander Imagine series of books. I was asked to come in and uh, contribute to the second book, which was Beyond Infinity. And then we, uh, I'm looking at For Love's Sake, which, uh, you know, is a delightful book. And then uh, they're asking me to come in and do some writing for their third one. It's just called Code name immortal so um you know wendy lou jones and liliana perdoni are uh, you know have taken it they're taking these beloved characters that we all uh, enjoy so much and they're taking new adventures and i'm very excited to be a part of that too 
Yeah, if anyone out there is interested in new Highlander stories, check out the Highlander Imagine series, which is available online at, I think, all major online retailers. Uh, Anthony, thank you again for coming on our show, uh, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and the fans about your upcoming projects and the convention. So get your tickets now to Anthony Dolgas' Whip class on LashCon events. Sign up. Yes, the flexible supersonic blade. Come become a master with me. Thanks again, Anthony. Take care. My pleasure, guys. I look forward to seeing you in a month. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. We're all really looking forward to it. Great. Take care, Anthony. Bye. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, Have a good time. Thanks for talking to us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody, again for joining us on this week's bonus episode of Highlander Rewatch. And again, thank you, Mr. Anthony DeLongis, for joining us and telling us all about your exciting whip class. Everyone out there, make sure to go to LashConEvents.com. That's L-A-S-H. C-O-N events.com to purchase your tickets for this exciting bullwhip class today. Tickets are $125. Make sure to bring comfortable attire with long sleeves, eye protection, um, and a cap and glasses. Uh, you can bring your own whip if you've got one, you know, uh, in your trunk of your car, wherever you keep your whips. Or, of course, Anthony will provide you with a whip at no extra cost to you. Also, we'd like to ask everybody out there to visit our GoFundMe page. That's right. Highlander Rewash is heading down to Lakeland, Florida, and we are going to be bringing you as much exciting content uh, right from the floor of the convention as we can. So if you'd like to support our efforts and if you want to get even more shows and even more exciting interviews and discussions with the people that have brought you this beloved franchise over the years, make sure to head over to GoFundMe.com slash Rewatchers and contribute to our uh, efforts to get down to Lakeland, Florida. We really appreciate it. We do put a lot of work into this podcast and we do take a lot of time out of our busy work schedules to make sure we're bringing you the best shows we can bring thanks again for joining us this week we will see you next week for the episode prodigal son we can't wait to talk about it we've been your hosts keith kyle and amen bye uh or of course mr or of course mr john or of course anthony could or of course Or, of course, Anthony will provide you with a whip uh, at no extra cost to you.